It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to episode 127 of GigPod, the Glasgow is Green podcast. I'm your host on this episode, Rizzo, and I'm joined on this episode by my old mate, Spunkphone. How you doing, mate? I'm doing brilliant, John. It's great to be back chatting all things Celtic yourself. Apologies, obviously, for, for keeping you waiting to uh, get started with the, the recording here, but no, pleasure to be speaking with your good self as always, mate. No, that's fine, because it means I could watch some of the very exciting Sky Sports news Transfer window extravaganza, which is currently ongoing, and nothing much is happening, but more on that later. So before we go into the main part of the podcast, which is a preview of the derby, we thought we'd talk briefly about last night's 4-1 Premier Sports Cup last 16 win over Ross County. Spunkphone, was that as straightforward as you thought it would be? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think we'd, we'd made, what was it, nine changes to the team, um, so you're always... Skepticals, maybe not the right word, but you know what I mean. You're always thinking there's there's a, a chance for maybe the performance levels to drop because they've been so high in recent weeks. But no, to be fair, I, I think we're at a point right now with this squad where any player that comes in obviously has a, a point to prove. They know they'll get their opportunities, and, and it's just a case of, of taking them when they get them. And you saw that last night. Good to see Cal McGregor obviously getting off the, the mark for the season. It was a kind of cheeky wee set piece routine done on the fly with him and Turnbull. Yakimakis obviously back in the back in the start eleven and back scoring. Thought Adam Moy played really well. Kind of game where to be fair with his experience you'd expect him to come in and stroll it, but it was good for him to obviously get a good um good ninety minutes under his belt. Ross County obviously scored that Yakaviti again, but no, I, I, I felt like we never really had to get out of second gear and um, I thought it was a, a pretty comfortable win, all things considered. I know Dingwall can sometimes be tricky, but um, we made light work of it last night, I thought. 
I I thought it was relatively straightforward. I mean, I thought Aaron Moy, as you say, was excellent. I can see why Ange was so eager to sign him. I mean, I don't know if that'll mean he'll start on Saturday or against Real Madrid. I have my doubts, but I can see why he bought him. And Gigi got his usual goal. I mean, he is so good. It's just a pity that I don't think he'll start on Saturday, but they go in there, James Forrest, 14 seasons in a row, he scored for Celtic, pretty unbelievable stuff. So that's basically all we say about last night's game. We're playing Motherwell in the last day in October, away from home again, thank you, the SPFL. But now we're going to talk about the real stuff. Yes, it's the preview of the big game that does the matter, except it does. The not old firm Glasgow Derby, when we play Rangers, on Saturday at half 12 at Celtic Park. Spunk phone, I won't be attending the game. I'll be watching it in the house. I might go out and raise hell after it, depending on the depending on the scoreline. Will you be attending the game, or will you be watching it in the house, raising hell? I don't want to rub it in, John, but I have been fortunate enough to, to get a ticket. Uh, I know there's been a lot of controversy, particularly on that wonderful app Twitter the night, about season ticket holders getting access to additional tickets and all that sort of thing. And, and thankfully... Although I'd obviously gave my season ticket up a couple of years ago for work-related reasons. Um, I'm fortunate enough to know a few season ticket holders still, so they managed to, to get me one. Um, I'll, I'll be sure to you know, give my shout in future if you want one as well, John, pal. But um, yeah, fortunately for myself, I, I will be there. and I may join you in raising hell after the game, scoreline depending. Yes, we'll see about that. Yeah, you're sawed getting a ticket. Actually, our dear leader's going as well, but... He'll be unable to raise hell after the game. So he says, due to uh, family commitments. But actually, here's an interesting thing. Before we before we talk about uh, the game itself, we should have, on the, the review of the game podcast, we should have some audio for the post-match press conference uh, featuring Ange. I think we talked about that the other day, but just a reminder that, in fact, it was a, that was a surprise, but I'm giving it away anyway. We should have some post-match press uh, press conference material from Ange and after the Real Madrid game so there you go, how, how lucky are we we get to talk to the manager, well Stevie does, after we play Rangers and after we play Real Madrid, pretty fantastic stuff there right so, now on to the game Spunkphone, what are your feelings about the game, I mean I've seen people who should know better saying oh I thought we're going to hammer them, or not that I don't think it works like that because if we look at the games last season between the teams, only one of them was won by more than one goal. And that was that legendary 3-0 victory at Celtic Park in February, the game that took us top of the league and really we kicked on for and won the title. But every other game, there was only one goal in it. We lost 1-0 at Ibrox. We won 2-1 at Ibrox. The Scottish Cup, they won 2-1 after the extra time. The last league game, we drew one each at Celtic Park. They don't concede a lot of goals. I mean, I know they give away quite a lot of chances, but they don't concede a lot of goals. We, at the moment, don't concede a lot of goals. So, Spunkphone, what kind of game are you expecting it to be? I'm expecting it to be a, a sort of nip-and-tuck type of game. You know, I've, I've seen people saying that, to be fair, as far back as when they lost that uh, first leg in the Champions League qualifiers away in Belgium. People are saying, oh, we should be taking four, five, six off this mob next month. As you say, it never usually works like that. There's obviously the rare occasion where it does turn into a bit of a doing like back in February where we basically just came out in the first half and blew them away. I think we'll probably try to do that again on, on Saturday, um, such as the style of this team and the way we've been playing at the moment as well um, but aye, as you say all the stats point to it being a bit of a 
Cagey's maybe not the right word, but certainly a, a close affair, with obviously just one game last season being won by more than a one-goal margin. Um, in terms of the type of game, I mean, I think they'll obviously try and you know be physical. I think they'll basically try to bully our, our midfield, and we'll come on to obviously talking about who we think will start in there for us um, a wee bit later on. But I, I think they'll you know they'll go with Lundstrom, possibly Kamara in there as well, and I think they'll basically try and bully our creative players and make it that sort of physical game. The players they've got basically at their disposal, that is what they're, they're best at doing. They'll try and disrupt us, I think, rather than... I'm not saying they're necessarily going to come and play no football themselves, but it's it's kind of what they've had success and a lot of success, to be fair to them, in Europe doing is, is disrupting the opposition and, as I say, going with that physical approach. So I think it'll be that. I don't think they'll necessarily set off us because we saw what happened in, in February when they tried that. So they'll have to obviously come out and play, attempt to play some football. But yeah, I, I think, as you say, it'll be a fine margins and um, I think they'll obviously come in and try and make it as physical a game as they can. I would agree with all that. I also agree that I think we will probably try and get out of the blocks as quick as possible. We did that in February. We also did that in the game at Celtic Park. And that was an interesting game, that, because we really should have been like 3 or 4-0 up. And then we have about half an hour to go, Ange made a load of changes. Then Rangers equalised, and then we were completely out of the game for the last 25 minutes. It was all Rangers. They could have won it. I mean, I think we'll need to be careful we don't get into that sort of situation again. If you look at the semi-final, I think, obviously, the wonderful uh, Bobby Madden was shit that day, but it wasn't his fault, really, that we could beat that day. We just didn't turn up in the day. We were a bit unlucky in that CCV missed a sitter. We would have went 2-0 up, and we lost Juranovic and Greg Taylor to injuries, and they're two of our most important players then. They still are now. But, I mean, I suppose we deserve to lose that. In the game in April at Ibrox in the league was, I don't know, I think it was one of the best performances in the, the Ange reign so far because it was a different type of performance. We sat back at times and soaked up Rangers' pressure and hit them in the break. We just didn't go and try to win the game in the first half. But I think we will try and start like ex- really out to get an early goal on Sunday. I mean, on Saturday. I mean, I look for, I think the only games this season that we've not scored in the first. 20 minutes, uh, Ross County when we beat them 3-1, and last night I think we just scored it in the 21st minute I'm sure every other league game we've played will it scored in the first 20 minutes, so I think we'll be trying to do that again <laughs> I think it'll be an interesting game anyway I mean, I'll be in, we're going now to talk with the team that Ange is going to pick uh, we'll talk about it, and we'll talk about the sections first, and we'll start off with the goalkeeper in defence so do you think it'll be the usual back five, uh, Joe Hart, Greg Taylor uh, JJ, uh, CCV and Starfield or do you think maybe that the manager will bring a surprise there? I don't think so, I think he'll go for, for that uh, that back five that you've just read off there John, um, I know he obviously made a few changes to the team last night and fair play to the boys that, that came in um, suggesting particularly I know obviously conceded but I, I thought commanded his box pretty well but it's going to be Joe Hart it, it's, it's the settled number one goalkeeper, the experience has gotten massive games and obviously he's had a few games against Rangers under his belt now as well, so I think he'll go with Hart Juranovic, to be fair I know Stevie was and, and certainly I was as well first um, first maybe week or two of the season was a wee bit critical of him maybe his performance level had just 
dropped, but I think that's because he'd set the bar so high for himself, to be fair, and people were maybe reading into a bit too much of the transfer speculation, everything like that. But to be fair, he's been absolutely sensational the last couple of weeks when he's played. Greg Taylor's been outstanding from you know minute one this season. Starfelt's obviously had that injury. Jens came in and, and played pretty well, scored a couple of goals as well just for the experience that they've both got of, of this fixture and the partnership that they've formed, I think he'll go with Carter Vickers and Starfield. So, um, no, I, I'm, I'm definitely agreeing with you there, mate. I'd really be surprised if anything happened with the goalkeeper on the back four. I think the only way that it won't be the usual suspects is if we've got a, a last-minute injury in training or a player pulls up, pulls up during the warm-up, but I think it'll be the, the usual team. Right midfield, this'll be interesting. Callum McGregor will start. The guy that plays every game, I couldn't believe that he played last night, but it worked because he scored that goal. The first goal was a great move, and he set up the third goal as well after the shot was saved. So Carl McGregor will start, and I think he'll go with Rio Hitati and Matt O'Reilly. And it's a big game for Rio Hitati because, obviously, his first game against Rangers was out of this world. Scored two goals, one of the best debuts against Rangers the Celtics ever had, I'd say. That set the tone for that game, and he was brilliant. But he's not been that good since then, and I'm just hope against Rangers, and I'm just hoping that's because he was knackered towards the end of last season. If you look at the semi final in particular, he just get bullied. I'd say that day by John Destera, Lundstrom, and the the rest of the Rangers midfield, they just couldn't get a grip of the game. It wasn't really very good at Ibrox either. Okay, he was involved with the equaliser for Tom Rogic, but he was absolutely knackered after like 50 minutes. And I remember when we watched that game in the pub, uh, I was saying to our dear leader that we'll need to get, we'll need to take a hit. In fact, he was screaming that Hitai had to get took off because he was knackered. And he did. And of course, Neil Beaton came on and Beaton was absolutely brilliant. That was one of his best performances for Selic. <laughs> Probably he only played for half an hour. I think Matt O'Reilly will start, even though I think he's been up and down at the start of the season. It's funny, I mean, we're playing so well, but at, at times I don't think the midfield has been clicking as much as it should. I mean, I, I texted Stevie last week and I says, when we were playing down the I went, oh, I don't know if the midfield's turned up, and then Matt O'Reilly get two assists, so he shut me up. But I think the midfield could be playing better, and I think it'll really need to be on its game when we play Rangers, because I think their midfield is one of the stronger points in our team that's what helped them beat us in the semi-final last season. I probably wouldn't start Aaron Moy, even though I thought he was very good against Ross County. I just, I don't know if he's ready to play against Rangers, basically, for the start. I'm, I've no doubt he'll come on in like the last 20, 25 minutes. I'm sure he'll come on and he could be very useful in midfield, especially if we're like looking to just see the game out. But I just don't think he's ready to start and David Tumble has really done enough this season to start. So I would be going for Cal McGregor, Rio Hattati and Matt O'Reilly and I think that's what Irons will go for I think that that was obviously the midfield three that played in the, the 3-0 game um, back in February it was also the midfield three that played in the the 1-0 game Matt O'Reilly um, I, I kind of agree with you as well in, in terms of the midfield not clicking and Matt O'Reilly as well maybe his I guess his numbers in terms of goals and assists maybe you could ask for a little bit more, but like you say, get two the other week. I think he's coming on to a game now as well. And yeah, I think that'll be the midfield three. Adam Moy as well as he played last night. Like you say, I don't think he'll be ready. I don't think necessarily this pace of game will maybe suit him as well. Last night, for example, we are going to have 60-70% of, of, of the possession. 
they can basically just pop the ball around the other midfielders. I think you know that's that's perfect. That suits him down to a tee. But um, yeah, I wouldn't expect to see him start the eleven on on Saturday as much as Ange does. Uh, does clearly love him. I think he'll go with his preferred midfield three. Unbelievable! What a pair well. Right now on the, the the front three that will play, I think it's obvious that even though uh, Gigi has been excellent against Rangers. It caused him loads of problems last season. I think it's obvious that Kyogo will be starting because he has Celtic's best striker still. I think Jota is definitely going to start because he's been in such brilliant form this season. And then that leaves a big decision, whether it's going to be Lila Bada or Dyson. And I think it'll be Dyson. Due to his work rate, due to the fact that I know that the manager loves him. I think he likes Abada as well, obviously, but I think he really loves uh, DM. And I can see him getting the nod to start. Personally, I probably would start a bad more because I think he's more of a goal for it. I mean, he scored four goals this season and DM's only scored one. That one last night. But he's provided four assists so far. I think he's provided four assists so far this season, which is really good. He did cause Rangers a lot of problems last season. I mean, then the game at Ibrox, and we've talked about it a lot in this podcast when we went to one, but he was phenomenal. His work rate was outstanding and best performance for Celtic even the game we drew one each at Celtic Park he really should have scored at least one he missed I think one or two great chances that would have put us a couple of goals ahead and he's always he's what reliably caused teams problems I mean I know he has quiet spells in the game I thought last night wasn't one of his best games but he still managed to pop up with a goal I mean that shows you how quick he is that when McGregor had that shot saved he was in there right away he get the rebound in the net. So, I think it'll probably be Dyson. It'll be Dyson, Jota, and Kyogo up front. And I think that we've got the players on the bench, like Abada, Gigi, who can make a big difference in the game. So that's my prediction for the front three. Do you agree with me there again, Spunkphone? We're three for three here, John. I'm in total agreement with yourself again. I think as, as well as... Abad has been playing to be fair when he's come in and Yakimakis as well. Um, I think he'll go with Kyogo through the middle. I'm intrigued to see, to be fair, because I know he's switched up wingers once or twice. The old, old Lenny trick, to be fair, in recent weeks when he's played Dyson and, and Jota. Um, because I, I, I think in an ideal world, you'd like to see Jota cutting in off the left-hand side. And especially with Tavernier, who's obviously going to be bombing forward as he, as he usually will be for them. And um, can be a bit defensively sus at times as well. Saying that, he's still a threat going forward. So I think he probably will play Dyson on the left, just to kind of nullify that threat. And to be fair, jot up against either of their fullbacks, whether it's Barisic or Tavernier, if he's on it, he can absolutely cook them. So I'm in total agreement with you there again, mate. I think just the as much as Abada puts up brilliant numbers, love him. I think he's brilliant. Um, I think just in these big games, tactically, I, I think Andrew's preference will always be to go with, with Dyson. So no, we're, we're three for three there, mate, in total agreement. That must be a, a first for this podcast. I think it must be a record because we have never agreed anything in this podcast, but we both think that'll be the team. And we won't give the prediction yet. There you go. We'll leave the viewers waiting. We'll give the prediction at the end of the pod. What we'll do now is talk about the transfer window. Yes, as I mentioned earlier, this is the last day that Celtic can sign players until January, unless, of course, somebody becomes available out of contract. And it's been relatively quiet last day. I mean, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of like manic last days of the transfer window. We've Celtic buying loads of players, and 
a lot of players leaving. I mean, back in the old days, Tony Mowbray's last day of the transfer window, I always remember that Robbie Keane turned up and there was a huge crowd at Celtic Park to see him. I wasn't there, but there was a huge crowd there. And of course, in his first game, he could beat Africa Marnock and then the season was a bogey after that. But it's been relatively quiet. The only two bits of news are that Mikey Johnson is apparently leaving to join uh, Vittoria Guamares. And we might be buying somebody else. We might be buying a third player for Ruben Kazan. And that player is, I have to get the pronunciation correct. I'll try and get it correct. <laughs> the player that we might be signing from Ruben Kazan is Oliver Abildgard. <laughs> That'll not be right. Oliver Abildgard, that's what we'll just say for now. But, uh, apparently it's going to be a loan deal. I don't know if it's uh, an option to buy included. It just came up on the Sky Sports ticket at the bottom. Now there's adverts on, but it just came up that it was just about to undergo a medical. So I think that will be happening. I think he'll be the only player that was signed, and I think that Mikey Johnson will be the only player that leaves. So what do you make of that, Spunkphone? He is a, a defensive midfielder. Abdul, a build guard, which is a position that I've been thinking we might bring a player in. I mean, I know there's been loads of talk that Ange doesn't like to sign, Ange doesn't like to buy players that are defensive midfielders, but it seems like he is going to buy one. And for Mikey Johnson, I think it's a good move for him to have a new challenge because I just can't see him making it new at Celtic. I mean, he's not been involved at all this season. He wasn't involved a lot last season. I, mean, I know he did have injuries, but like James Forrest is ahead of him in the pecking order. And James Forrest is like a guy who I don't think is going to feature for Celtic that often this season. So I think it's a good move for Mikey Johnson. And I would be shocked if he ever played for Celtic again. To tell you the truth, I think he'll leave at the end of the season. And we're apparently sending a defensive midfielder as well. So would you make your business in the last day, Spunkphone? Starting off just with Johnson, I mean, I, I did fully expect him to go at some point in this window. Um, I think it is an initial loan deal, isn't it? He's going away to Portugal on, so we'll wait and see. But I, I kind of share your view there. I'd be very surprised if we do see him play for Celtic again. It's a shame because he, he clearly is talented, but I think injuries have just obviously disrupted his, his development. And it's got to a point now, to be fair, I think it been at that point a long time ago where it's this future lies elsewhere other than um, than Celtic. I'll wait until I hear him pronounce his name before I even attempt to pronounce it, so I'll just call him this big Danish boy for, for the time being, John. Third player, I think, now that that will be that we've went for from, from Ruben Kazan. Obviously, Haxa Benefits coming in recently and, and Starfelt last summer, so to be fair, Starfelt is as shaky a start as um, a lot of people thought he had. Um, has obviously turned into a a solid regular on the team. Um, Haksibanovic looked good in his wee cameo last night, so fingers crossed that's another one that we're getting for Ruben Kazan, who, who can come in and obviously do a, a job for us. You and I had obviously talked about bringing in a defensive midfielder. Um, I, I thought after Moy coming in that he'd maybe play that role essentially, just kind of rotate with McGregor and we wouldn't bring in a, an out-and-out defensive midfielder. So we'll, we'll wait and see where he fits, obviously. But yeah, I, I, I think um, in terms of the overall business we've done for the window, uh, yeah, he obviously leaving yesterday as well. We've managed to, to get rid of a lot of the deadwood and a lot of the big earners off the wage bill. So so that's obviously been a, a huge positive. And yeah, excited to see what this new boy can do. And I suppose we we will in due course. I know the fans have been clamouring for a defensive midfielder and um, they've got their wish. Just an update, and it's for Mark Henry. 
who I think writes for Football Scotland and is one of the main go-to guys for Celtic uh, transfer stuff and he's got mostly right. He says, Celtic business finished with just Oliver Abdelgaard to be unveiled. Mikey Johnson still to finalise Vittoria Gomare's loan exit. Club open to late James McCarthy offers. As things stand, no movement. So I think it'll maybe just be one in, one out unless somebody wants James McCarthy to come in for them at the last minute. But if that is the end of the transfer window business, we seem to have done well. It's been a good transfer window. So well done to the Celtic board. A great bunch of guys who we would never, ever criticise. Right, Spunk Phone, it's the big moment. It's time for our predictions for the derby. I'll let you go first. I'm going to be a bit uh, reserved in this one, John. Um, we'd had all that chat at the start, obviously, about the victories last season, bar one, being by a one-goal margin. I think that'll be a, a pattern that is likely to continue on Saturday. I'm sure once I've got a bevy in me, um, come Saturday lunchtime, I'll have a completely different opinion. I think we'll go out and hammer them 6-0. Like a, a lot of people on social media seem to be convinced we'll be, um, albeit they are sober saying that. But I'm going to go with a 2-1 victory for Celtic. I know we're not conceding a lot of, a lot of goals at the minute. I, I, I just think that um, it'll be another tight game, um, one on, on fine margins. So I'm going to go with 2-1 uh, to, to Celtic. Uh, I sort of agree with you, but I'll make a wee difference. I think it'll be 2 nothing, Celtic, I think, will we'll manage to keep a clean sheet and Kyogo will score his first goal against Rangers and maybe Jota with the other goal as well. So I'm going for 2-0 for Celtic. So will me and Spunk phone be right or will we be made to look like idiots as usual? Tune in on Sunday to find out when we do our review podcast. Spunk phone, thanks for coming on the show. It's a pleasure as always, John. Right, so you know where to find us by now, all the usual podcast platforms. You can leave us good reviews, leave us five stars, tell us how great we are. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and on Instagram at GigPod, where Stevie will no doubt be entertaining you with some great tweets and some Instagram videos as well. And we'll be back on Sunday, me and Stevie, with a review of the game, where hopefully we'll be talking about a, a sensational Celtic win. You go five points clear at the top of the league. So... Thanks to Spunkathon for coming on. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll speak to you all soon and hail, hail. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.